the DH. I really like Brent Laurie, and I bet I could watch you smoke your A-Rod right all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Resting Pitch Face. This is episode 27, and I, as always, am Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm sitting. You can find us, if you aren't already aware, on our Twitter, Rest in Pitch Face with No D. You can check out our website, restingpitchface.com. On that website, we're going to have links to our Twitter, our Tumblr, our Zazzle store, if you want to get some of our gear. Uh, we've got t-shirts and all sorts of other ridiculous things. Um, we've got links there to blog posts. That is not something that we don't we typically do, you know, on the air, obviously. Um, so check us out in all those places. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you have a second, you know, we'd appreciate it if you could give us a, a rating or a review or something. Um, sorry to get all that out of the way in sort of one one burst, but it's been a little while for us. Uh, we did intend to do an episode immediately post the World Series, but as as always with us, life sometimes finds a way. <laughs> So, um, okay, it's life finds a way. I know. Um, <laughs> but so because it's been that long, I think we're not going to, you know, we kind of agree we're not going to rehash too much of what happened in the World Series. However, somebody gets bragging rights Woo! right now. Woo! Oh, is it me? Is it me? Is it you? Uh, I don't know. Um <clears throat> Astros in seven. Just saying. You you called it, and congratulations to you, and congratulations to them. And, um, and obviously the stuff with Gariel, like, um, yeah, made you, it. Why did you have to ruin it? I know, I know. It? It, it okay, like, we're going to forget him, and just everybody focus on Jose Altuve's smiling face. Yes. So yes. Well, We can focus on all the, all, all the good parts of the team and just pretend he's not there. Yes, we can focus on <laughs> Jose Altuve as AL MVP. We can focus on Carlos Correa getting freaking engaged the second after he won the World Series. That was super cute. <laughs> we can focus on Georgie Springer actually being um, made of MVP of the... and <laughs> and being MVP of the of World the, of the World Series. Also, he's made of springs. Yes. Um, very appropriately <laughs> he is like i'm glad his parents didn't name him georgie leaden weight <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we can focus on alex bregman's media tour <laughs> yeah um, because like yeah he was everywhere for about a week i was like i feel like as the the i think the youngest ish one on the team at least the one that seemed to have the least commitments. They were like, "Here, you be in front of the camera." Um, <laughs> was that what it was? That what it was about? I, a little bit. I, as far as I could tell, like he clearly like drew the either long straw or the short straw to do the media tour. <laughs> um, though, was the guy who wasn't Altuve or Springer. Yeah. yeah. Well, he and Altuve, or he and Altuve and Springer were on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I was um, gonna. <laughs> I was going to mention that since we kind of mentioned it a little bit on Twitter, uh, you and I, Sid. Yeah, and I didn't know I wanted to see Jose Altuve <laughs> sit on Leslie Jones's lap, but then I was like, it's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was and, pretty like, I discovered a new fact about me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was everywhere for like 
five minutes and then I think someone was like you should probably take a nap like you've been <laughs> drunk for five days you've been drunk for three weeks like maybe go to sleep <laughs> how, how old is he he might be at the age where you can kind of be drunk for five days without really suffering I don't I remember what that's like he's 23 okay yeah. so yes yeah. well I guess it depends who you are I'm 23 and I can't do that um, by but the way, I think his metabolism and my metabolism don't have a lot in common. <laughs> when I when I was like 21, 22, I could stay in a drunk for a long time. Not yeah. anymore. <laughs> I feel like uh, I burned that out freshman year of college and can never go back to it again. That's actually probably better for you in the long run. I feel like maybe yeah. there was a lot of like throwing up in my acapella director's dorm rooms. It wasn't cute. Oh, dorm room oh. throwing up is never good. You got to oh. get to the bathroom. <laughs> Always got to get to the bathroom. <laughs> I this is one of the many many reasons I don't drink very much. <laughs> well, what is that is that operant conditioning? <laughs> y- yes, I mean if the floor is shocked and you're vomiting on it, I guess it's <laughs> operant conditioning. Like... Hi guys, welcome back to Resting Pitch Face. <laughs> Time to referencing Skinner boxes. <laughs> Two minutes. I mean, um, I could tell you something really gory I did this week, but nope. I'm not going to because nobody nope. wants to hear nope. it. So you know, Skinner boxes are really the tip of the iceberg. Nope, 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 nope. Hundred percent no. I'm glad to see that even with taking this time off, we've managed to slide right back into our brand. (laughs) I mean, Um, it's who we are, Kay. I know. Deny that. It would be weird if we tried to be something else. (laughs) This is how you people know this is genuine. (laughs) Like it just happens. Um, Well, I was gonna say. So hopefully, uh, Alex Bregman's media tour doesn't involve him vomiting in a dorm room. yeah, I really hope not. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's all pray. Uh, <laughs> I will say, so part of his media tour, and I guess this was before the actual Game 7 win, was uh, he was written up in the New York Times and then I think ESPN about the fact that he is learning Spanish. And obviously, you know, he plays on a team with a lot of Latino players, um, he plays in an all, except for him, Latino infield. He's from New Mexico. Um, so he already, you know, learned Spanish in school growing up and, and knew a little bit. And then he's trying to make a, a conscious effort to learn Spanish, um, to communicate better with his, his teammates, um, who alternatively, you know, alternately praised him for his efforts and then made fun of his accent, which is Sounds about fair. Um, well, they had him, a clip of him singing and... Those oh, no. were well deserved, yeah. um, but you know I think the and 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 I was like oh this is sort of like not bothering me it just felt a little incomplete that like people were like oh look at this dude and he's learning Spanish and I'm like the rest of the infield learned English and sometimes more than that like depending on where you know some of those yeah. guys speak more than more than two languages just to yeah. get by like. Um, you'll so to point out to anyone who just just listens to our episodes uh, back during the World Series. Sydney was you, Sydney, right? Who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, wrote an one, wrote a blog post for us on this topic that recommended reading. Um, <laughs> but you can find it on our website. Find it on our website. And I mean, I I don't disagree with anything. That, I don't think any of us disagree with anything that you're saying here. Like it's no, nice. I to- Sorry, okay. Go yeah, ahead. I know it's fine. Like, it's nice to praise him. Like, what he's doing is a nice thing to do. But 
don't praise him, don't raise him up to like like god level heights while ignoring the people who are doing just as much if not more most likely more work than he's doing just to get by, you know? It's like cool, cool st- maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just cool story, bro, for Bregman and like pay, pay attention to the other people. Well, so like the sort of driver behind me writing it was um because I'm a little bit of a nerd for um, stuff. Shush. Hush you. Um, I, I still haven't mailed you your friendship bracelet, so, you know, I could withhold that. Hey, if you weren't a nerd, I would have no one to text about ecosystems. That is very true. I would miss that immensely. Please don't withhold my friendship bracelet. Um, so, I, I won't. I, I, <laughs> you knew I didn't, didn't mean that. Uh, side note, Lara this week or last week texted me about, uh, like, about lichens. So um, <laughs> I did. That <laughs> happened. It really did. Yeah. Um, At least it wasn't face fungus, like we've talked about more than once. <laughs> At least it was like fungus on rocks and trees, presumably, right? Okay. Fung- yeah, well, my parents' house actually was the was the impetus for this. Um, there is lichen growing, and my mother was telling me about it, and so I texted Sid as one does. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, yes. So Bregman, um, yes, so Bregman. not a lichen. So I'm a little bit of a nerd for for some of the stuff about um sort of models of bilinguality and sort of language acquisition and um as it particularly relates to writing. But like, have read a little bit. Um, and I want to note, I am not a sociolinguist. Uh, asterisk, not a sociolinguist. Um. But, you know, sort of in bilinguality, there are sort of two models. One is essentially what most people, if they grew up in a household in the United States and spoke English as their primary language and then went to school to learn a language, would experience. So, like, you go, you learn it. It's sort of optional but highly encouraged if you're really good at it that's seen as being sort of praiseworthy you do not have to learn that language to survive or to function in sort of dominant society because your home language english can serve that mm-hmm. function and it's no one assumes that you're gonna say like oh because you learned french in high school you're gonna replace english with french right and it, and if you want to go to france you know that sort of scene or, or another french you know francophone country that's seen as sort of being temporary but you can essentially select the context in which you are surrounded by people who are speakers of your second language. And the French will refuse to speak to you in French anyway because you're doing it wrong. So you're going to end up speaking English. Yes. Well, you could go to Quebec. That was not my experience in France, but that's... Oh, really? <laughs> I had a few Quebecois friends who were fluent in French went to Paris this summer and absolutely no one would let them speak French. Because <laughs> To be fair, Quebecois French and... French French, like France French, two totally different French. Oh, I know. But they were really upset by it because they felt like people were treating them like they didn't speak French at all. <laughs> I mostly laughed. I don't speak French. So that's, yeah, that's go one ahead, model. Sydney. No, that's okay. And then the <laughs> other model is basically what, like, Jose Altuve probably would have experienced. You grow up, you're, you don't speak English as your primary language because you grew up in Venezuela. Um, you are introduced into a situation in which you have to function in English to, for, for both social settings and then essentially for, survi- like, it's called survival. Um, so, you know, you have to basically perform your everyday functions in English. You have to learn it really rapidly. People are not super praiseworthy of you, and they don't 
tolerate mistakes the, the way that they would somebody who's like, say, learning French in, in high school and speaks it, as my mm-hmm. husband's French teacher told him, como un vache espanol. Um, <laughs> like a Sorry, I'm trying now. to think about how to phrase this. So on, on your point, to just give yeah. it like an example. So I studied French. Yes. When I went to France, people understood that I was trying yes. and were very accommodating to me because they understood that like I was learning and therefore, you know, they would help me or were a far more patient with me trying to take my time and figure out what I was doing because I was choosing to learn their language for my own sake, yes. if you will. Basically, a culturedness. I think that's sort of the way it's constructed right. as yeah. opposed to doing something out of necessity. Where you have people- the privilege of doing yeah. something for your education and the furtherance of your worldliness. Exactly. No, I like, yeah, that's the point, the point like that people who are coming here, people see them as not, oh, you're trying. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not learning. So we should be patient. It's why can't you get on my level? Yeah. yeah. There's just an expectation of it that uh, I'm not sure if this is an Amer- America specific thing in terms of like, I'm not sure if this is an American immigration specific thing or whether you would find this with other countries where people were actually immigrating to and then it becomes a necessity like i don't know i think more some of this may be choice versus necessity but i don't want to discount america's really shitty immigration shit so yeah i think america is one of the worst offenders i don't think we're the only country that does this to its immigrants by any means right yeah and i will say the model also serves for um so so many if not most english learners in the u.s are born here Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Which is like a surprising fact to a lot of folks that like, wait, what? And uh, it's like uh, the most people and it's English learners a classification in like an American school system. Most of the folks who are classified as English learners, at least at, at this point, it's becoming, if not the majority, then very, very, very close, are um, born in the U.S. and speak another language as what's called their home language. So it sort of functions the same way of. I am speaking a language at home. I can speak it socially, but for all sort of like official functions, I have to function in a second language. And it has like the tolerance for mistakes is really, really low. And mm-hmm. so it's, it right. becomes sort of a divide between like your home language is sort of your casual and formal way of speaking. And then you sort of have to go up a, a register to speak in sort of a, what's called like a high language of this is, you know, what the DMV functions in, this is what, you know, the court system functions in, this is what my ballot will be printed in, in, in many cases, though, not all, um, you know, stuff like that. And so it, it it's not just immigrants, and I don't want it to sound like I'm talking about just immigrants, because it also applies to English learners in the U.S., including indigenous populations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I, I would say, like, all the reading I have is about the U.S., but it's, it's, not exclusive here. Like, I'm sure if we have international listeners, and I believe we do, like, they can tell us that, like, their countries suck at this too, because I think all countries probably kind of suck at this. My, 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 my gut tells me that this is a depend, it depends on where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the like, different countries have different views of who you are and what type of immigrant you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that means you deserve respect and sympathy while you're learning or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of the things in baseball to bring it kind of back to that is, yeah. you know, there's been some verbatim 
like literally word for word quoting of players whose second language is English who have felt really insulted by that because they're like, you clean up quotes all the time from other people. Like there's no reason to like, if I make a grammatical error, like it's pretty standard to, you know, you take out the ums, mm -hmm. correct minor grammatical errors, unless the grammatical error is the point of the sentence you sort of smooth that over. And that's really standard in, in written journalism. Like people don't sound like quotes. Right. Um, and that's sort of a fiction that we all buy into and that's fine. And so like, there's been some verbatim quoting of, of players, um, you know, Japanese players often go through interpreters mm -hmm. um, because they, you know, even, even like Ichiro is like, I don't want to be misquoted, misunderstood or thought to be like yeah. inarticulate. And I'm like, Ichiro knows, English, first of all, everyone's like, yeah, he, dude speaks English. And he knows enough Spanish to make fun of people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's clearly not a, necessarily just like I, his doubting his abilities. It's clearly like the media perception of it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, well, I was going to say, like, it, you even see this with so-called friendly media. You know, I can't, I can't think of the number of times I would see a direct quote from Wilson Ramos that would have articles dropped or, you know, the wrong subject verb agreement. You know, and it's like they, the English speaking, the, the English native speaking players, native English speaking players, that's the right word order. My <laughs> quote would order. be a disaster. My, <laughs> <laughs> they correct it, but then Wilson Ramos would get, you know, they would preserve his words in their entirety as if to make a point of the fact that he was not speaking English. Like th that English was not his dominant tongue. Yeah, and, and the other thing, is, and MLB has, you know, finally said, oh, you need to provide a, you know, some, a staff member who can both interpret and translate from English to Spanish for all teams, but, like, that was within the past two years. Yeah, which, I mean, we, I think the three of us all knew that, and we've talked about it before, but I still find it utterly horrifying that that wasn't a given. I <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure we did talk, maybe we did, and I've just forgotten it, we've done so many of these, but, like, I, I'm actually surprised that that's only been two years as an official policy. Yeah, and in fact, Carlos Beltran, who's you know now also has a ring, has said like you know he's like I'm I'm bilingual now, but you know the first couple of years like I was really isolating. You know mm -hmm. I didn't want to talk to the media. They're obviously under pressure to talk to the media, like right. but also made uncomfortable to do it at the exact same time. It's like a yeah. lose lose situation, and and not given sort of the the provision except for like a teammate might do it ad hoc or you know as. A staff member might do it ad hoc, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, swear jar, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, why would you just, okay, like, if if the majority of your, not the majority, but, like, if a, if a high enough percentage of your players require this and are advocating for it, like, you have billions of dollars, MLB, which yeah. you're about to start throwing around because it's hot stove season, but, oh. like... And and none of the like the interpreters are full time interpreters. They're all like, oh, I'm you know the bullpen catcher and the interpreter. You know they're just paid a little bit more as part of their role. Or there's guys who again to bring it back here, like what people like Bregman who are just like, well, uh, he's my he's my buddy. I want to help, right? Like it shouldn't be that situation. Yeah, and and you know? quite frankly, being an interpreter is. More of a skill than I, I mean, like the bullpen catcher has to be essentially fluent to do it. Bregman is obviously is, is, is 
somewhat fluent ish. <laughs> That's generous. Um, it's generous. Yeah, is what I'll say. My favorite part is like, I think it was the New York Times, possibly the New York Times reporter, but maybe it was ESPN, who is like, uh, Bregman like says he's like ninety percent fluent, which is a perhaps generous interpretation <laughs> of his fluency. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, but like, it's more of a skill, and so like to preserve somebody's thoughts, but like also to know that idioms don't render exactly, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, you know what, MLB, you have b- b- billions, billions of dollars, like. Yeah, pony up for a part-time interpreter. I bet you get a lot of baseball fans who can do that, who would like volunteers tribute in five minutes. Oh my god, I would spend like the next two years fixing my Spanish and volunteers tribute immediately after that. Yeah, yeah. and in the meantime, maybe uh, maybe people could take a back seat on on praising people for having decency. I get maybe I guess that's where I'm coming down in this Bregman thing. It's like I it's good that he's doing what he's doing, but like. This is sort of basic human de- decency, be able to communicate with the people you work with, you know? And he's taking yeah, it to I a certain my- level that, like, I-, I have a lot of coworkers for whom English is not a first language, and I'm not out there learning Urdu right now, but, like... And why not? <laughs> that is a very good question, actually, but I think I'm going to start with Spanish. Um, like, it- it's it's... He's being a decent person... Maybe we should stop talking about how he, maybe we should stop giving him a cookie for being a decent person and like talk about the difficulties the other people are actually facing. And so, like, one, he's he's a Jewish third baseman, so he gets cookies. We can yes. cookies. He gets cookies Already for gets that. Cookies. He gets cookies for that. Laura wants to feed him many cookies. And uh, euphemistic cookies. Euphemism cookies. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm a little bit more ambivalent about that. My feeling is kind of. If you're going to do that, then write about Jose Altuve learning English. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've we've kind of hit on this similar point before when we've talked about players saying things that are, you know, women deserve basic respect and like things that should be basic human decency that very few people do anyway. And so there's this fine line, right, between talking about the things that these people are doing that they should be doing that everybody should be doing that very few people are doing without actually making them out to be more important or doing more than the people for whom this is everyday reality yeah Um, and i think this is another one of those times when like yeah it's it's kind of nice to highlight that he's doing this because maybe it'll encourage more non-spanish speaking players to learn spanish um, or, you know, say you play in a league that's primarily Japanese, learn some Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I totally agree that that in doing that, this highlight should be the minor point that encourages other people to do the same while highlighting the struggles of the people who've done it by necessity with English. Maybe it should be like a ratio. Like for every one article you write about somebody like Bregman learning Spanish, you write three to four articles about the Jose Altuve's, the Ichiro's, the, um, oh god, I can't remember his name. Who you used Darvish? To... Uh, no, I wasn't going to go with you, Darvish. I was going to go with the guy who used to pitch for the Nats in 2012, who was Chinese, and I cannot remember his name, Wong, because he was only with us for about five minutes. Chinese. You know, I was just trying to think of another country. I <laughs> 
Okay. I wasn't that way more rambling than it really needed to be. <laughs> I wasn't following close enough in 2012 to remember. Uh, it was no, I was, yeah, I, I remember. Was I think of somebody else who's speaking another language that wasn't Spanish or Japanese. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and I don't know if the folks from Curacao. Um, I would imagine speak Dutch, but I also imagine. Um, I think they probably grow up speaking both languages, both Dutch and English, and possibly also Spanish, depending. Um, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Um, and there, you know, is a renewed interest in Haitian players as well. mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's that's again another layer of of complexity to it. Mm -hmm. I don't like. I said I don't know about the sort of. The issue with me is just, like, if you're going to praise somebody for doing that first model of bilinguality, like, acknowledge that that is what you're doing. (laughs) And, like, I guess this article on baseball, you know, a baseball, an article on a baseball player needed more sociolinguistics is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Or maybe just more more self-awareness. Yeah. It's just sort of be reflective that you're engaging in this specific model that you're doing. And, like, yeah, have a a bunch of cute anecdotes about, like, Bregman and his, and his teammates because like that's also what i am here yeah. for we, we um, will all eat that up with a spoon you know yeah like, but we will also eat up jose altuve with a you spoon. know with a spoon yeah um but <laughs> anyway yeah. we should probably move along uh, although i it does speaking of other languages um uh so Otani, and I apologize if I am mispronouncing that. Is does everybody? Is that what everybody's? I haven't heard it out loud. I uh, actually haven't either, but I know Japanese names spelled in English tend to be pretty phonetic. So yeah, it's, it's that's my best guess. I think I'm like eighty percent on that one. Please feel free to correct me, anybody who speaks Japanese or He's who's heard first... this said out loud by someone more dependable than us. <laughs> also fair. Um, he is coming up in the in the hot stove in the winter meetings in the uh, coming to MLB time. Um, does anyone want to summarize who Otani is for anyone who may not be aware of him? Baseball Jesus. How did you know <laughs> I was going to say that? I'm sorry. Uh, like legit babe... baseball Jesus, not warbly baseball Jesus. Like yeah. legit baseball Jesus. Um, Japanese Babe Ruth, but assuming I'm assuming with a better you know liver function. Um, one would hope. Well, he, you know, he yeah. he he can pitch like a pitcher and hit like a hitter, and everyone, you know, everyone and, wants him. And I would say, comparing to Babe Ruth is almost. I mean, I'm, people are going to get mad at me for saying this. It's almost apples and oranges because the specialization in today's baseball world is so. Means that there is not a ba- like Babe Ruth as a as a par- like as an example doesn't exist anymore. Um, Except it does, and it's Otani. Just a couple of quick. So he is 23, um, bats left, throws right, listed as a pitcher, a DH, and an outfielder. Um, His fastest pitch hit 102.5 miles per hour, which is the fastest recorded pitch by a Japanese pitcher. Uh, Everybody wants a piece of him. Mm -hmm. In case anybody was living under a rock. hit like the Dickens. And, like, and also pitch real well and yeah. apparently watches videotape of Bryce Harper. Well, not videotape, yeah. but, you know, yeah. video of Bryce Harper. Digital. <laughs> Maybe digital he video. does watch videotape. Maybe he's got his VHS in his real, little room. And 
I, I don't think so. And and watches Bryce Harper swing, <laughs> and we would also love to throw bags and bags and bags of money at him, but we will not because we do not throw bags of money at people who are not named well, um, Schmacks Schmerzer. Okay, okay, <laughs> we gotta we gotta roll this back for a second here. We want to throw bags of money at him. Oh, the three of us would we, love to throw no, bags no, no, of no, someone no. else's the money. The nationals. At him. The na- oh, the yeah, nationals. The learners. The organization like Schmacks Schmerzer, they are willing to spend depending on, and I feel like this is the type of player they'd be willing to spend on. We are at the moment um, handcuffed. Oh yeah. By the amount that we typically spend on bonuses, which I'll be completely frank. I have never actually looked into before now <laughs> because this is the level of baseball that just in one ear out the other for me. Like I just, it just does not stay in my brain. But we are, we have spent so much money on bonuses to sign players that we are not allowed to spend more than the pittance of (laughs) (laughs) $300,000 to sign a player. And almost everybody else can spend a lot more to be like, hey, why don't you come here? Come here. Uh, Well, (laughs) and I was going to say, we can't actually throw giant, giant bags of money at him because... um, The Masson thing? Uh, no, the basically the rules of, about him um, actually do depress his earnings a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's the same for everybody. So it does. It's a little bit more equitable because there is a, a fairly hard upper limit on what on what um, teams can spend on him in particular. Um, basically, as far and and I am soliciting listener feedback because this has definitely sort of processed it. They changed the rules so that I think it went from being 23 and five years of service time to 25 and six years of service time before you hit foreign foreign player free agency. If you played in Japan or Korea or another place that had a mm-hmm. sort of regular season pro ball, um, not like Dominican Winter League stuff. Um, and so I think that there is a somewhat of a limit on what they can spend on him. But that being, and so like people are like, well, this is really more less about which teams can give him giant, giant bags of money, though larger than $300,000 is pretty much guaranteed. Um, <laughs> and, and more about um, where he wants to go. Like it, it's more about where he wants to go than it would be in another situation. Yeah. And the, the amusing thing is, this seems to be translating into MLB speed dating. Where everybody is doing a little write up and saying, This is why you should come to us and you know there are jokes all over the place about what what every team is putting on their resume and a couple of players actually have tweeted I can't remember, oh god, one of the Dodgers. Brandon McCarthy. I I was gonna say I think it was Brandon McCarthy made like a little list of why Oh here it is. Um it has pretty please in it a whole bunch of times. Number one was please. Two, good food, pretty please. Three, money, lots. Four, the best fans, according to our fans. Five, great park to pitch and hit in. Is this helping? We're running out of ideas. Six, art, question mark. Seven, seriously, please. (laughs) So, you know, if anybody's taking that into consideration, the last time I saw a Dodger begging someone to join their team on Twitter, it was Kiki Hernandez posting a really cute picture of himself with his hair and a really stupid ponytail on the top of his head begging Zach Greinke to stay, and we all know it didn't work. I thought you were going to say begging somebody to come cut his hair. 
No, and I will not hear a word against Kiki Hernandez's hair. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually really adorable. But clearly, Zach Grinky didn't find it adorable enough to well, stay on the Dodgers. So I feel they don't like have a great track record on that. Grinky is not going to be the person who is swayed by adorableness. Never. Never. Like, I don't know okay, Zach Grinky. Okay, maybe Kiki Hernandez should have dressed up as a cat. Does Zach Grinky like cats? Yes. Okay. This is one of the only things I know about him. I, I, I know he's got murder eyes. He likes cats. Okay, like, but cats like, also have murder eyes, so maybe this is not... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're the greatest killing machines that exist, and um, yeah. Anyway, moving on from this. Says the but, woman who's feeding her cat baby food. I don't want to talk about the fact that my cat is a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, he somehow crunched while he was eating baby food, and I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the other... So, okay. But ba- like, back, to, back to, to this in terms of incentives. So, for starters, he's almost certainly going to go to an NL team. Because he wants to hit, because he's good at hitting. Otani. Back to Otani. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there have been some various you know, schemes about, okay, well, if you had him pitch on one day and DH on another day. This is the other side of things is that when I first heard about him last season, you know, he was basically saying he would not come to MLB unless he was allowed to field a position on the days he wasn't pitching, which I'm not sure if the rules, there is no rule as far as I'm aware that prohibits that but i can't imagine any team being like yes we just spent equivalent bags of money on you and you're gonna get to go play second base you know what i mean i don't think anybody would put him in the infield nobody no nobody would nobody would do that um but he was listed as an outfielder oh yeah i'm sorry he is um but like no one's gonna put him in a position no one's gonna put their pitcher in a position of you could get very seriously injured and also you're exerting yourself despite instead of keeping your like five day routine, whatever. Um, but it does tend to point to really wanting to like, I can't imagine him possibly going to an AL team where they're not going to let him field a position and they're not going to let him hit except in a possible DH scenario. Like, I personally think that the AL by implementing the DH has absolutely sacrificed their right to a player like him. That is my stance on this. I, there's no relationship to reality of what will happen. But I think that the AL has forfeited their right to the Japanese Babe Ruth or any other nationality of Babe Ruth for that matter. Maybe current Babe Ruth. Uh, dead, dead current Babe Ruth? Dead current Babe Ruth. I mean, you have him. I'm torn between my <laughs> desire to sing our theme song and to say Babe Ruth was an AL player. <laughs> but that was before the DA. Before I the know, DA. I know, I know. And they've gone and ruined it. Um, (laughs) You know, I think that I don't know enough about sort of the conditioning of a pitcher who can pitch, who is also a hitter who can hit. Like, it's so foreign to us now. Literally, apparently. Yeah. um, But like, I I don't know that if there's a substantive difference between if he pitches on, you know, every five days and then hits those days versus if he pitches every five days and hits on day three, 
Yeah, that's one thing that I don't really know. I mean, we hear so much about starting pitchers' routines and how everybody's got these very specific things that they do. But if he's been doing something that's different, that's been working for him, who is to say that that couldn't continue working in the U.S.? I think it's less that it's not to say that it couldn't continue working because I would be very curious to see how this plays out. It's more what is going to be the ripple effect of allowing him to do it. You More know, homers from Max. How, who gets to, who get? I know you're Max. I know you're Max. <laughs> like who who gets to play on days when the pitcher who wants to be an everyday guy, like he wants to play every day, who gets displaced? How do you how do you juggle that in terms of all of your other starters and your back and your bench guys? And it's like it's just it's changing. Now, obviously, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. It's changing the way you would have to think about how you play your team. True. And and MLB going to be able to do that. Yeah. And and also I have to say, like, and this is not to be disrespectful of playing Major League Baseball in Japan. Is that sustainable here? Is their schedule very different? No, I don't know. But I don't... Also, just, I can say with some confidence, the caliber of hitters you're facing as a pitcher will be better in MLB. I think that's fair on the, like, on the balance. Uh, no, I think I think that's yeah. that's fair for the most part. Like, yeah. you know, we've, we've had some former Nats who've, who've gone and played in Japan, and there's certainly very talented Japanese players who decide to stay in Japan. Mm-hmm. The best equivalent I could come up with is sort of the KHL versus the NHL. Um, the KHL is the is Continental. That the Russian? Yeah, it's the Continental Hockey League. The K is, is for Continental, and it's the Russian League, where there are some really like world class players who have decided to stay there. Um, but a lot of them are players who were more marginal players in the NHL who become good everyday players there. And my question is sort of it, it, facing sort of on average better hitters here with the stress that w- that would put on a pitcher, should you then have him go out the next day and place, you know, right field? And 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 he's 23, so, like, how do I put this? His decisions he wants to make about his body are, are inherently not sustainable. <laughs> like, well, that's probably true. I would yeah. say what he does at first doesn't have to be what he does forever. Yeah. That's a good point. So if I were, you know, pick a team... For me to be manager of if i manage the dodgers um i would probably want to come to some sort of an understanding with him where we would try some stuff and we would recognize that this is something that hasn't really been done in recent u.s baseball history and if at all possible i would want to be in a position where we give him the opportunity to show that he can make it work in the u.s with Basically, and if you don't hit X, Y, Z benchmarks with your hitting, then you're going in there every five days and you're pitching and you're being Madison Bumgarner, but you're not fielding a position on your other days. Okay. That's what I would do. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm working your line of logic out to its conclusion. I feel like there are only some teams that are going to have the luxury of being able to allow him to do that. And those are bad teams, right? Like, a team that's in competition can't 
let that play out the way it would need to organically. Well, how right? long are you giving him? I mean, you can't give him a week because that won't tell you anything. You need to give him time and you can't afford to give him time if you're competitive. So I you would, would give have him the all-star break. Like, no, because if it doesn't work, A, you could like you could he could wind up real bad hurt forever. Or two, you've just spat your competitive team down the drain. I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. I'm just trying to like I'm trying to work it through. Like I feel like yeah. the only well, teams that have the luxury of that would be somebody who, yeah, we're rebuilding anyway. So let's just see how this goes. You know? So somebody like well, we'll we're gonna talk about the fish later, maybe. Somebody like um the brewers or 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 uh I don't know. I think the brewers are a good example. What? Just to put him in our division, right? So, like somebody who can actually afford to spend the time because they know they're not going to compete. And it, this is the gamble of if you do it right, he's going to be amazing. If you do it wrong, well, what have you actually lost except a season that was lost anyway? I guess I don't see a contender who's already contender as currently built losing their ability to be a contender on half a season of a single pitcher. But it's not just the single pitcher. It would be replacing other people on the field. One extra day. Would it be so, only one day or would you say, he, does he want to play all remaining four days? I'd give him one. That's, that's what I would do. It's, I'm managing the Dodgers. I give him, you pitch on your pitching day, you hit on your pitching day. And then one other day out of the five, you get to play one of the outfield positions. I don't is, know if he has a preference and you get to hit and I'll give you to the all-star break. And if you're batting above, I don't know, something specific based on his past stats at the all-star break and you're not injured and you're not trending, spiraling downward, then you get to keep doing that. And if you are not, then you don't get to keep doing that and you just pitch. You know, Clayton Kershaw was on the DL for how much of the season? I'm just spinning with the Dodgers example because I feel like it works for me. He was on the DL for ages. You were missing the pitcher. They also had, I'm blanking on who else. The Dodgers had a bunch of other position players on, on and off the DL at various times, as everybody does. But they had enough of a core built that it didn't hurt them to be messing around a little bit with who was playing where while they were figuring it out. Now, they didn't end up, end up winning the World Series, but as we all know, the playoffs are a crapshoot. I think if you're a team, A, to have enough money to be able to do this, and B, to have a core group of players that you can really depend on, I think that does give you the luxury of spending half a season figuring out if this guy can play the way he wants to. And if you and I are just going to disagree on whether that's a well, risk worth, worth taking, not, then that's completely fine. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm trying to work it out in my own mind by speaking my thoughts, if that makes sense. Oh, I'm yeah, not, no, sorry. No, I, 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 don't know where I, I don't know where I stand on it. I don't. And so the only way I can get there is sort of to explore the avenues of discussion. I feel like Sid has been trying to say something for a little while. You can screw around an awful lot before the All-Star break as long as you don't get so far out of contention that you have no way of making it up. But plenty of teams that screw around before the All-Star break and then get their shit together at the right time still make the postseason. That's true. But is that the gamble you... like? Do you actually want to gamble if you're already in that position? Because you say this like, 
the only thing that you're chancing is the pl this pitcher. And as you said, every team has guys that are going on the DL, right? Every I think guy, your you know, pockets have to be deep enough that you can chance it without ruining your ability to sign anybody for the next 10 years. And maybe, maybe that's what it needs to be. Maybe it's either you have to be so much in control that this guy can't affect things or so out of control that no matter what this guy does, who cares? Yeah, and I don't think he would sign with the latter. I think he wants to sign with a contender. I think he, I, I agree because it's a baseball player and he wants to sign with a contender. However, if the latter can offer him, we're going to let you do what you want, maybe that tips the scales. If, 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 as we discussed, money is sort of not the primary factor here, right? If it's just who's going to let you play the way you want to play, you either have to have somebody who's so sure of their position that they can take the chance or somebody who's so sure of their bad position that they can take the chance. And anybody sort of in the middle is kind of like, we can't risk this. Yeah. I see that line of logic. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Sid, what do you think? <laughs> um, sure. Let me, let me <laughs> think about that. Not uh, to you know, put you on the spot, but just because you, you know, know, we're going I, in circles a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I, I think no. that he's 23 and I think that, <laughs> I because I was looking at stats, you know, they his his batting average had jumped from 202 to 322 from 2015 to 2016. So he went from 20 to 21. And his his batting average went from good for a pitcher to oh my God. Yeah. You know, I think if if I were in his shoes and I were in the prime of my career, I would have you know, or getting to be the prime of my career, which it will be in a couple of years, yeah. um, if it's not already, because there's some thinking that pit pitchers peak earlier than other folks, though that's obviously depends on their style of pitching, mm -hmm. that I would want to do some thinking about what I wanted for my role and what I wanted to prioritize. Do I want to prioritize the play every day? Do I want to prioritize playing for a contender? And the answer is like, I guess we're going to see. But my guess is I agree that it will be one or the other. I I don't know if anyone's such a... Because, like, so the Dodgers were the best team in baseball, yes? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. No, during the regular season. They yeah. were the best yeah. team in baseball. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... Yeah. Um, but they were in a division with the Diamondbacks and the Rockies really nip, nipping at their heels. And so... You know, I'm trying to think of teams where the rest of the division sucks so much that they can sort of fool, fool around. And the answer is the Nationals are really the right. only team. I was about to say, that sounds like us. <laughs> it does, and I cannot foresee, and I don't know the new guy very well, but I cannot foresee somebody raised under Joe Madden, who I know has a... Rigid? A, a reputation for being quirky. Um, <laughs> being actually quirky. Um, like, I'm sorry. He's like manic <laughs> dream manager, like, except <laughs> he's never danced in the rain. Um, I, and so, you know, I, I, I would say like, if he comes to the Nats, which, Hey buddy, come hang out with Bryce Harper for like a year. Um, we'll like take you to the <sighs> monuments and stuff. Cherry uh, blossoms. We have cherry blossoms. We, we have some very lovely things. Um, you know, one of them is Bryce Harper's swing. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot foresee a team that Rizzo has some control over 
going for it. So if we wouldn't go for it, and I'm trying to think of like a team that's like, we're a garbage fire, do what you want. Like, I also don't foresee the Phillies doing that either. No. Oh, and so I don't. <laughs> in the general, I agree that those are the two instances, but I'm trying to think of the specific where I'm like, yeah, that team would totally do that. And I'm like, I don't know, but like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Oakland A's are like, F it. I go ahead. Sorry. Well, obviously he can't hit as a pitcher in the American league, but like maybe the A's are like, hell on Mondays, you know, you play first base on Tuesdays, <laughs> you play second base. On who Wednesdays, we wear put somebody, <laughs> Who was the team that put somebody at every position in a single game? Oh, the, uh, that was the, uh, sh- come on. Wasn't the Rays. Was it, was it the Rays? No. Uh, the Mariners. Yes. It was the Mariners. So, like, I, I'm you know, I'm trying to think. Now, the Mariners are being discussed as well. So, right. you know. I, I, mm. Ultimately, um, I, I hate to say this. I don't think there's a single team in the current lineup that is not risk-averse enough. Double negative here. Not risk-averse enough to to let him do what he actually wants. So this is going to come down to how much they're going to pay him. Where does he like, does he want to be NL or AL and you do things our way? I don't think there's a single team in MLB right now. That's going to be like, yeah, we're going to take a chance on doing things the way you want to. I do think that the somewhat dark horse, first of all, I was actually thinking of Andrew Romine for the Tigers, but I think the Mariners was also. <gasps> no, I'm sorry. You were right. You were right. That's what it, it was. The Tigers. I'm I sorry. I cheated. Um, but I to to go back to um, the dark horse here. The Yankees still don't have a manager. Otani is no, the manager. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that has been floated. No, so I'm they don't even want to have names on the back of their jerseys. I think Ooh. they're risk averse. They don't let people have beards. Right. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not saying it's a sure thing. But I do think. The Yankees are a possibility. They would have to have something of a front office ectomy. Yeah. Make it happen. But the fact that they are still figuring out who the hell is going to be their manager says to me that things are happening there that are strange. And maybe this is one of them. And they certainly have the funds. Look, if Jason Wirth ends up being the manager of the New York Yankees, beard and all, (laughs) then absolutely, Laura. Jason Worth in pinstripes. And his beard. Two and his ones. beard. Actually, his beard gets little pinstripes. Like a little, like, mm-hmm. beard tube made of pinstripes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's got a lot of beard. Yeah, hair sort of dye. Like, hair uh, dye in lines. Hair dye in lines. Johnny I, Damon would come back for whatever zombie reality he's living in and murder everyone. Yeah. If Jason Worth got to keep his beard as a Yankee. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, it's not impossible. It's just, you know... Uh, unlikely, maybe. Right. Well, you know what? I think he's going to end up a Dodger anyway. Not worth yeah. Otani. So the Yankees I are. Moved. I feel like the Dodgers were actually fairly low in contention. Big again, based on how much they could actually spend on signing bonuses, much like the Nationals. I'd have to read the articles again. It's true they have maxed out an awful lot. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're talking about NL contenders with managers who are not at the far extreme of traditional. Who isn't? All of those things? A lot of people. I, no, I mean, no, who, who, 
what manager isn't traditional when you really come right down to it? Some of them are more than others. But I don't think I would call any of them not traditional. Matt Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a bullpen with a consistent rotation when I could, I don't know, spin a wheel and then the bullpen phone? All right. Um, I'm calling it for the Dodgers. We will see what happens. I'm calling it for the NL, but that's as as far as I'm going to go. I'm going to say Mariners. All right. Well, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, pluses, yeah. pluses. Seattle has yeah. a far more familiar culture, environment. I mean, that it's makes on sense. The Pacific Coast. Exactly. It looks. It's pretty. It looks the same. It, it rains a lot. The same. It, <laughs> it doesn't look anything like Japan. I know it doesn't look anything like Japan. Um, it was, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's all I got. It's on the Pacific and you can get fairly decent seafood. Um, oh yeah, I was there this summer. There were uh, forest fires in Vancouver during the time. So the weather was smoke. I was going to say, do you like the rain? But apparently Sydney went in the only time it doesn't rain. No, it was 95 degrees and smoky. Ooh. That's the three days of the year that it doesn't rain. I know. It was the three days of the year that it didn't rain and it was disgusting and no one has AC. What I'm saying is Seattle, yeah, uh, in the age of global warming is maybe not the best decision. Um, And my sister lives there. So (laughs) let's move on to discussing. um, I know, you know, with the World Series and then hot stove season also comes awards season. Can we talk about awards that were not given? Can we talk about them without getting really angry and or crying? Can I cover a paper plate in gold foil and give it to Anthony Rendon? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, A restraining order is in my future. (laughs) (laughs) I think saying you're the MVP of our hearts is a completely appropriate gold glitter plate to give to him. If any of us is going to end up with a restraining order from him, it's me. I'll have you know that little stunt where I stole videos off Instagram with a special Chrome extension just to make you happy. Oh, okay, that sounded way creepier than it is. Like, yeah. literally... I was say, that's this, not weird. It was videos that um, Michael A. Taylor's fiancé, girlfriend... One or the other. Brianna Norwood. Or whatever. Partner put up on... Significant other put up on her Insta story of Rendon's wedding, which were posted publicly for the public, right? You didn't, like, well, have yeah. her phone. She's not... No, but you're not supposed to be able to save Instagram stories. Actually, I have no idea if she's on private. Yeah, and then all... Oh my god. Well, you could see Well, she's on private. If she's on private, how would... Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see it unless you were... He might have accepted me. Some of them have. Um, Oh, no. Well, we're not posting them publicly, but let me just say everyone looked very nice. (laughs) Yes. So that was that was Laura stealing photos from from public internet and then just making it so that who invented things that just disappear after twenty four hours that she said crankily and oldly people who want to send nudes I know but like look if it's not a picture of your dick like let the photos stick around <laughs> like, Snapchat was literally invented by people who wanted to send nudes I I, I am yes. Totally, totally understand. I just don't get this whole, like, it's a story thing. I'm like, yeah, well, it's a picture of people's weddings. Like, if you're going to share that, share it for permanence. Um, I don't know. I felt creepy, but, you know. Clearly, I just wanted to think I was badass and you rained on my parade. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
It's okay. I just didn't want anyway. to think that we needed to have an actual protective order against us. Yeah, with my high-tech Chrome extensions. Tony looked very handsome. He did. Yes. He did. He yeah. has a tattoo of his name. He does have a tattoo of we his last known. name on his arm. That it is, is a- known. Yeah, that was on a picture that Brianna Nora posted publicly on Twitter, and he has a tattoo of Rendon on his upper arm, I assume in case he gets amnesia. <laughs> Whenever anyone has a tattoo of their own name, I'm like... It's surprisingly common with athletes. I think they feel like it's their family. I thought it was just their brand. I don't know. I don't... Is Tony well, concerned Tony. about his brand? That's true. Probably not. <laughs> Anyway, back to actual baseball parts of these things. Tony got robbed. Yes. Tony got not by robbed. us, notably. We have not gone to his house. <laughs> nor do we know where it is. Nor, nor... No one investigate this. <laughs> um, Tony got robbed for awards. Michael A. Taylor got robbed for awards. But somebody didn't get robbed for an award. One deserving person did get his award. Laura. Max. What does that make it, Laura? His third sigh. And? He's one of only nine pitchers to ever do that, I believe. And? And they're having a baby. (laughs) That wasn't what my end was. My end was it's two consecutives. Yeah, it's back to back. Back to back. Well, yeah. The baby. We don't know if they're having the baby right now. They might be having the baby right now. We don't know, and we're not going to get creepy about it. We literally just said creepy. <laughs> we're not going to get creepy, creepy about it. I'm okay, not creepy. Laura? I'm just really excited for this baby. Breathe. I'm fine. Go soon. Amazingly, Cy Young does work de- regardless of the baby's gender. Absolutely. Cy Young. I feel like. As one word or two? two. I, would, I would not name give a child a middle name of young but psi works for either for any gender not either gender any gender um i don't know i don't really like it as a name in general but i would definitely go with a name that starts with cy i don't care enough about babies to name them i know i'm sorry i've stopped texting you about it it's not no it's not max in general it's not max specifically it's babies in general i just i honestly the thing is in all of my creepy (laughs) hysteria here i actually don't really like babies very much didn't you used to work with babies yes yeah it was a work study job okay so you had no choice is what you're saying i mean i had a choice but it wasn't a very big one (laughs) and that one had some relationship with my chosen field and didn't suck well speaking of not real choices and also being giant babies should we talk about <laughs> marlins right now that was the best transition ever i mean laura i'm sorry you set me up <laughs> i would love to talk about the marlins i was gonna say con- congratulations to the scherzer mays and to the rendones we think. well congratulations to the for sure we yeah. think congratulations to the scherzer mays we don't know well, congratulations on the Cy Young, if nothing else. Yes. Congratulations on being you. Yes. Um, because it's a great place to be. And basically, <laughs> if we discovered that you could you be worse than Loria for the Marlins? And the answer is apparently like... Derek Jeter! Derek Jeter's like, oh, Jeffrey Loria is rock bottom. I got a shovel. <laughs> like, Hold my I was going to say, 
to paraphrase uh same shit different owner oh my god it's not even the, it is literally the same shit like oh the same shit like what will john carlos stanton do when he's surrounded by a Baby. bunch of quadruple a players and babies and the answer is is this three years ago yeah or, like we... or four years ago or two years ago or five years ago or six every year they do this <laughs> <laughs> They're like, but have we tried stripping it down to like bare essentials, selling off anyone talented, and then something, something profit? <laughs> like, I just, I was thinking about this on my way home today, and I was thinking, you know, especially over the past little while, we have all talked a lot about how the learners suck. But you know, the Marlins may just take it away. The Marlins may just take worst ownership and strategy away from the Nationals in per- in perpetuity. Like, how could they keep doing this? Who is sitting there going, this is a good decision. Let's make it again and again and again and again and again. Derek well, Jeter, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say, it's such a good decision that they're doing it again and again and again. And, and I'm sure they're going to get different results. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, or, no, they might get dis- different results this time if, if Stan's just like, fuck it, I'm leaving. I swear to yeah. Derek, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone thinks he's going to the, to the Dodgers. And I'm like, the Dodgers can't have all the talent, right? I don't think he's going to the Dodgers. There's, you no, don't think there's so. no real room for him on the Dodgers. The yeah. Cardinals are apparently in, oh. con- in contention oh, here. Don't do it. Which, don't oh, do it. God. I would live with the Giants. Yeah, I Giants are ideal for me. I would live with the Giants. Which ones are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. They're but all I'm named sh- Brandon. <laughs> Only two of them. All of them. Hunter Pence is They're like spiritually internally spiritually a Brandon. Like for real though, Hunter Pence could yeah. be a third Brandon. But like, I, you know. <laughs> Giants are ideal because he's still in the National League. He's not in our division, and it's not a team I want to set on fire. Exactly. I would be good with that, actually. It's already an attractive team. He would add to it. And... I would enjoy their regular visits where I could watch it, watch D-Span and Stanton from behind. Yeah. So Buster Posey. I can't see Buster Posey from behind without spending a lot of money. <laughs> Television. Also true. True. But like not the Cardinals. Like not the I, could, Cardinals. I could live with the Diamondbacks. I could live with the Rockies. I could live oh. with I guess the Brewers. Sure. I could live with the Rockies because he would make even more boom boom. I don't think I could live with the Diamondbacks because they would put him in those uniforms. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like I could I could live with the Rockies because like I'm against the Rockies sleeveless uniforms until someone like John Carlo comes in there and puts on the gun show and then I'm like, now I understand the appeal. But it is chilly. Not always. You played in Miami. He's from Southern California. Do you not remember <laughs> my, we... my spirit twin I was, cryptid? I was going to say, maybe we're going to see rare winter cryptid John Carlos. <laughs> We've never seen it. Maybe he's going to pull out the balaclava <laughs> <laughs> and the mittens. <laughs> Don't you want to know? He already wears the sleeve to keep his arm warm. Warm, Like, anyway. So I don't think he'd be in the Rockies sleeveless uniform without, you know, sleeves. Well, they all wear sleeves under them, I, don't they? Well, a girl could hope. Thing that goes under yeah. yeah, it makes me angry because we almost had Ian Desmond Good in show. the shirt. And I am <sighs> still bitter that we didn't. 
Uh, wow, I'm moment. coming off as super thirsty in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> when aren't you? I'm not usually this bad. It, it, yeah, I was going to say, is this like episode hashtag thirst stove? Maybe. It might it be. might be. Because the thing is, honestly, maybe it's like that we've just been away from baseball now for a month that like it's all pent up inside of us. Oh I'm my like, god, uh, I'm in withdrawal. I mean, yeah. I think I can... I think I can arguably say I am the least thirsty of the three of us. Hey. And I am being thirsty absolutely tonight. Absolutely true. <laughs> um, so. And also, well, I was going to say, speaking of it, you did get in Geo's pants. I didn't actually put them on. Why did you not put them on? <laughs> I, I was wearing on. boots. I was, gonna, yeah. I was going to fall over on my butt if I tried They're to put them pants. on. They're big pants. Not the yeah. bottom. <laughs> Um, in the bottom, they're big. In the bottom, they're not big. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Explain. Thirst stove. Tell the um, nice public why you were not putting on Geo's pants. So, were we I, done talking about Stanton? Were there... I, I don't know what else there is to say other I than same shit, different ownership. I don't think yeah, he's yeah. going to the Brewers. I don't see them doing anything useful yeah. this offseason, let's be honest. Yeah. I will say, I do actually want to say one last thing, which is that apparently they were like, if you don't do this, we're going to trade all your friends. And even if they do it, they're going to trade all his friends anyway. So, like, leave, Giancarlo. Wave your no-click trade clause. Go be free. Also, I'm not, like, Marcelo Zuna plays outfield? Yes. We can has? We don't need. But we can has? <laughs> I, 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 pr- I would love Ozuna or Yelich, but we don't need... And I don't want to send somebody I love to the bench. Okay, but we can has. <laughs> who, who are you going to put in the bench? I, I don't know. Right now, our <laughs> outfield is Eaton, Taylor. Not I. I'm sorry. I, I, I Michael, I'm not calling him Bambi anymore. I'm calling him Taters. And and Eaton, Taters, Bryce. Who's going to the bench for Azuna? Who's going to the bench for Yelich? What do we do? Is- Michael A. Taylor what plays do we second do? base. <laughs> Problem he was, by his own admission, a terrible shortstop. Well, second basemen are terrible shortstops. shortstops yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Daniel Murphy, I could also see being a terrible shortstop. So, like, he could be in good company. Um, <laughs> oh, good God. Whatever. I can have. Um, if Trey Turner has play the outfield, that happens backwards, right? Oh, it, it absolutely does happen backwards. Uh, my, uh, Chris Taylor for the Dodgers was a shortstop. They turned him into a center fielder. I mean, Desi. Like, sh- shortstop to center field or, or outfield to to, in, to shortstop or... People don't base. use go outfield. Don't, people don't tend to go outfield to infield. It just doesn't... Except first base. Yeah, I was going to say. But that then that, that's really part from the transition from outfield to traffic cone. Exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a subtle evolution like why are they orange in pyramidal um it's it's part of you know the ultimate form the final form is is adam dunn Uh, (laughs) oh i miss him um but like okay well then moving on to to, uh why why the pants why you were in geo's pants so it was not technically in them you're you're kind of down in them a little bit to hold them up (laughs) okay my fingertips were in the waistband explain (laughs) before Um, i 
we, we as part of of k being a season ticket holder we got to go on like nats plus photo op day where they opened up at the clubhouse and it was really cool um it mercifully smelled a little like bleach <laughs> more than a, it was heavily cleaning uh product aroma like <laughs> aromatic um and i had to face the the dilemma of I, I held Anthony Rendon's batting helmet and I love Anthony Rendon but I hate community hats <laughs> and so I'm like I can't put this on like but I want to but I can't like fundamentally is that how you get lace otherberry that's how you get lace yeah so um <laughs> it was the the greatest conflict of my life um but you held it up as a picture I did for a picture I- um, and we got to to see the clubhouse, and then they had like bats and batting helmets and jerseys and Clint Robinson's gigantic pants. Yes. <laughs> so in the visitors' clubhouse, which was which was fine, like it was, it was nice, fairly nice. Um, they had, in addition to jerseys, cleats, and pants, and they had uh, geos, which were actually had like a printed Gonzalez label. Mm-hmm. And then Clint Robinson's were just CR25 in Sharpie. In Sharpie. <laughs> and we, we discerned with the fact that they were the size of our entire bodies, that they were Clint Robinson's. When the pant cuffs touched the floor, the waistband was at the underside of my chin. I am not, I mean, I am about average height for a woman in America. They were big pants. They were, they were some very so tall pants. Where do I come were... up to on you? About... You're about. Six inches, six inches shorter than me, I believe. So, like, so you're probably to the height of those pants. Yes. Yeah, the the pants were probably your body size. Oh. <laughs> to to clarify, when Sid said we, she meant not me, because I live far away. So I'm actually living vicariously here, um, which is why we don't have amusing pictures well, of me. Um. Okay, I have questions for both of you. Although said you were with me, so I don't think you have any answers. And anybody who's listening, why do the gnats have a cryogenic chamber? Oh, a bunch of them do. What? Yeah. Like a cryo-freeze chamber. Yeah. For people? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they have like an it's, indiv- it's a, I guess not a cryo-freeze. I, it's a cryotherapy chamber. Oh, difference. Yeah. Okay. It's not like they're like freezing Ted Williams' head. I was okay. going to say, did you find Walt Disney in there? We did, actually. Uh, and we were like, ah, F you, you anti-Semite. We're putting you back. Um, but yeah, it was a cryotherapy. It, it, yeah, it's a cryotherapy chamber. It's it's so that they get real cold. It's like an ice bath, but without the, the ice bath. It seems impractical. It's for reducing well, inflammation. So are ice baths. Thor? Wouldn't an ice bath work just as well without the, I don't know. I think it's harder to protect your junk in an ice bath than it is in a cryotherapy chamber. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I'm sure at some point, like their testes went back to their up to their chest from which they descended. <laughs> That's true. Why would that not happen in a cryotherapy chamber? Well, so okay, so you can you can like, insulate can you wear a yeah, you, you can insulate things against cold air more easily than you can insulate things against cold water. That's why <laughs> falling into water in freezing temperatures is more of a problem than being in air of the same temperature. So what you're telling me is that they wear a giant warm diaper. 
I don't know that for sure, but <laughs> I probably. think they call that pants, Kay. What if they need it on their lower legs and they're just trying to protect? You started this with protecting short. their testes. Short. I'm going to assume, depending on what they're trying to put cryotherapy on, that there are probably different combinations of their undergarments that they wear. Why, Kay, are you making me think the phrase junk balaclava? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's what I'm thinking of, although actually I was not thinking of that. I was imagining like sumo wrestler style like diaper. Well, junk balaclava is where I'm at. (laughs) You guys took me down this path. I was more at the junk balaclava as well, I have to say. Because you might want your glutes to get cryotherapy. Your what now? Your butt. Your butt. (laughs) Your glutes. I thought you said your boots, and I was like, what does that mean? Is this a slang term? Your gluteus maximus. You might want cryotherapy for it. The only thing I can think of that you really don't want cryotherapy on is your junk. <laughs> so, junk oh, ball lava. Good uh, night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you asked, we answered. I know I did. I know. What? This is how I could send you articles. Um, anyway, so they definitely have a cryotherapy chamber. Um, we also, I'm trying to think of the other stuff that we saw. Oh, we saw the uh, the wall in the media room that had some, like, really Ooh. old school, like, covers for the, um, like, Inside Pitch and other Who magazines do we, that done. Like, they did. Like, Eliza Dukes. Oh, that's Elijah right. Duke. Elijah Dukes. Who like should have resigned from the Nets in disgrace? He's our he's our bad egg. Uh, he went to prison. Yeah, yeah. Bad egg. But they had a, a cover with him still up, and I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, we saw like D Span and I think Adam Dunn and and yeah. um, Morgan and, and Chad you know. Cordero. We saw and, multiple instances of Chad Cordero. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> Fun, fun old school ish nat mm-hmm. stuff. Um, got to hold a bunch of. I held Jess, Jason Horst fat, so literally, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yes. metaphorically. Ew. Um, no, there was a bat. It was labeled Jason Worth. It had twenty eight on it and his signature. Um, You're gonna <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up. I was gonna say we're gonna post pictorial evidence, but that feels like I'm just digging the hole deeper. <laughs> I, I put no, it, on Snapchat. They disappear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I put pictures up. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was pretty cool. I wish they had. I was I was sort of a little upset that they didn't have a player that we could meet. And I kept saying I want to meet Adrian Stevenson, despite the fact that there is no such person <laughs> who plays for the Nationals. Um, but like, they didn't even have like an Andrew Stevenson caliber player. I was like, come on. Yeah, everybody yeah. went home. I think yeah. is really where it comes down to. So, um, um, there is an author named Adrian Stevenson. There is a men's soccer player, uh, or maybe a coach named Adrian Stevenson. Uh, Thirty-six public records found. So, Adrian well, Stevenson, if you're out there, Sydney wants to meet you. I don't. He's realer than Ryan Rayburn. Let's put it that way. Okay. That is true. Really anyway. than Ryan Rayburn. I vote for that recite yeah. rather than Junk Balaclava as the episode title. <laughs> no, um, I think it might still be a uh, hashtag Thirstove. Thirstove. All right. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Yes. Um, we not discussed that we wanted to. I feel like we kind of covered it yep. and then and then some. 
Um, um, two quick things, if I may. Absolutely. Um, Doug Fister got signed. Yay. Yeah. All the things in life, we like him. My lifelong ambition to interview him while standing on a chair lives on. My, lo- my leggy friend. Um, and two, um, Murphy won a silver slugger. There was not, as far as I know, an official hashtag queer fancy stats donation in honor of this. However, if you are moved to donate to a LGBT related organization in his name in honor of his silver slugger please do so and please let us know that you did so that we can publicize it in case people want to match that's all i got cool okay uh sid any last words no nope. oh, that sounded really dire honest <laughs> god oh, um nope okay uh i guess with that we are going to i think we are all in agreement that we want to try to get one more episode out before the new year so we will keep you updated on that. Um, in the meantime, the best way to get a hold of us is to check us out on our Twitter, follow us, send us messages. We are always there. Always there. We never leave. It's true. Um, you can also email us directly to our Gmail at, <clears throat> excuse me, restingpitchface at gmail.com. Also at restingpitchface.com is our website which has bonus content as well as all of our past past episodes. Also having all of our past episodes is iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you can follow us, or iTunes, you can subscribe to us. And if you do choose to do uh, an iTunes subscription, if you could give us a review or a, a, a rating or whatever the hell it is called over there, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, I can't think of anything else to say. So with that, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confused that is at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew. And we need you to pitch the aid. Besides, there's no other team who uses chocolate sauce to celebrate.